Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, April 3rd, we're back. It's World Party Day. So anybody who wants to get out there and do their thing, why they put that on a Monday, be, beyond me. But I guess for those who really like to get out there, I'd say the person who's most likely to do so is probably Owen in this room. <laughs> um, wasn't really planning on partying on uh, on, on Monday, but uh, it, you know, if there's anybody that wants, like if there's anything going on, I'd be more than happy to go to check it out. What could you possibly celebrate on World Party Day other than, I guess, the thing itself? I would celebrate the national championship, personally, because this has been, I mean, obviously it's not like this for everybody, but for me it's been a nice little source of cash. Yes, tell them about the, yeah. the what you've called the winter of Owen, a new coinage. Yeah, so it's a bit unfortunate that I had to dub it that because I was hoping you know somebody else could have said that just because it feels worse for me to say it but I think it is kind of true um so just like walking through my accomplishments so far I won our picks pool for for the college or the for the NFL season I got second in the playoff pool uh and then during March Madness I made three brackets in cash leagues I won two of them and then the third one if UConn loses I'll get third place so I have a good try to decent shot i guess you could say at, at winning money there so it's been it's been a nice little cash influx for me in the old uh, account which i'm happy to say the irs or the cra is i've more than squared my debt with the with the cra i think i'm I'm definitely in the black by now good good i'm happy yeah. to hear you've dug your way out of the hole um adam's also with us today what's up have you been enjoying alex's instagram from uh his nice trip to san francisco have you been locked in on his posts There's some some big outfits being dropped did he say something about me liking his posts or why did that come up well he's not here so i just figured what's a way oh. to get him yeah, i mean every single well. port every single story he posts gets an instant like from me so i mean i'm i'm probably one of the biggest fans of his instagram right now well i think this is his best post ever Really, the go post. Yeah, I mean, I liked when he went to the EDM concert or festival in the summer. <laughs> I I loved that. That was a personal favorite. I thought it was just great content. But this one, I mean, this looked like it could have been like on Devin Booker's Instagram. Like it was <laughs> like this. Everything was just a one in my mind. He really did step up his game. I think my personal favorite part of the post has to be the Warriors video where <laughs> where he just shouts Warriors like they do in the 2008 playoffs and everybody does it back. It's an electrifying clip. So I just picture him being like, Elena, like, you, you got to film this. Like, <laughs> this is sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost I almost caught myself saying warriors to the to the phone. It it caught me so good. <laughs> I almost fed it right back to him. <laughs> warriors. Oh, not there. Tough. Well, he'll be back on the next one. Adam, you should tell them your movie pick now for next show cuz we're going to do John Wick 4 at the end of this. So, you're picking the next movie. Um if I'm it scared. is the you if you need more time, we can talk about it later. But just so people know, Adam did turn to me 
when we left John Wick 4 and said, I'm thinking of picking this raw new movie called Women Talking. So I'm kind of hoping selfishly that it's not Women Talking, but what's the pick? Well, Phil's mom was just talking about how good uh, Women Talking is, and it made me kind of want to watch it. But no, I'm I'm actually between, I want to say three movies right now, so I'm... really not sure <laughs> oh um, good, I think, good. <laughs> we have a we have an olympic medalist situation i think here. i'm gonna i think i'm gonna run tar i think i want to watch tar good pick I, adam that's fantastic he it's maybe i don't want to pick that because someone else might no oh, no what is what does that mean because <laughs> everybody's watch... gonna like it so i don't want to pick it well i just i i feel like these other two movies i want to watch aren't gonna get picked but Maybe well, if you this can, was... you can reveal them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's okay. cool, and we still watch them. Uh, well, it, it was between Tar and uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Spirited oh, just Away. Just saw that a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen those those two in a while. But Tar, I've never seen. So the plus with uh, Mr. Fox is it's like it's like I think it's less than an hour and a half, or it's right around an hour and a half. Yeah. it's like a really short movie because it's all stop motion. So that's a good one to watch if you want to do a two two in a week. Oh, this hmm. one's two hours, 40 minutes. Well, you already picked it, buddy. There's no way out now. We we just did a two hour, 40 minute. Is that how yeah. long Wick was? Yeah, oh. Wick was long. Wick was almost three Ooh, hours. Oh, that was two hours, 50. Yeah, so You're lying. we're going down. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess we can get into that later. What, what do you want to talk about sports-wise this weekend? What, what sort of jumps out to you on well, I think that the story of the day has to be this women's college basketball game. Without a doubt. The, yeah. And it, it, Caitlin Clark, I don't remember. I mean, I, I say I don't remember, like I don't know for a fact. I've never booked aside some time in the morning thinking about, I got to watch this women's basketball game later. And that's what I did today. I watched the women's basketball game. If you can get me to the TV, you're the most transformative athlete in the history of the sport already in my books you've gotten me to the tv and it was a great product the game was very good we can talk about the officiating but i guess the big topic sort of coming out of it is the uh angel reese caitlin clark i don't know if you could call it beef but uh side of beef i've ever seen yeah that's what i was gonna say it's and then she went up and said i've been disrespected I don't know what she like. Is Caitlin Clark leaving the South Carolina girl open? Disrespectful to her personally? Like I don't that understand. Was, that was so, okay, can I? So I watched. I I wanted to your point on like how transformative it was. I I went to a like a dinner kind of like an event on Friday night, um, and and like I was at a table with with some of our some people that we know with with um, our friend Connor and some other people. Um, and we pulled up the game on the phone and we were glued to that game for like an hour, probably a solid hour of just watching that South Carolina game. And that disrespect to that one chick on, is it, is it that one athlete on South Carolina was unlike anything I've ever seen. Like the, the, the amount of the set, like she could have stepped in and taken a free throw if she wanted to. It's, not, it's like, I've never seen anything like that before. Like she was, was uh, almost to the, in the restricted area, like in the charge yeah. circle. That was more space than I've seen given to any NBA player. And the other thing is, I mean, if I'm that girl, I don't care how broken my shot is. I'm either I'm doing something like I'm either 
pulling up from the free throw line or I'm shooting this. I'm probably shooting the three if, in all honesty. <laughs> so the fact that she didn't do that tells me that her coach must have just said red, like hard red light. Like you can never <laughs> shoot the ball, which, <laughs> which is almost worse. Like it's bad to be guarded like that, but it's almost worse to say, Hey, nobody's guarding me. Coach, can I shoot the ball? And your coach just say, no red light. Like you cannot <laughs> shoot the ball. Yeah, that's uh that's very true. I think if it was me, I would probably, because at that point, if somebody's leaving me that open, it's definitely affecting me mentally. I'm a kind of a mental basket case sometimes on the court. If I'm getting that level of disrespect, it's definitely affecting me. I would just probably sprint right at her and turn it over. That would be my move. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to leave me this open and I'm not going to miss. So we're just going to settle this in the paint. And then, and then that sort of devolved into Angel Reese, literally, I mean, she followed her into the locker room pretty much doing that hand over the face thing. So cringe. Just <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And that devolved in, it, it sort of became like, and I get it because Caitlin Clark did do the hand in the face thing. And, you know, I'm sure most people are not on Twitter as frequently as I am, but it, inevitably within two minutes, it was all a race thing and how so the white girl does it and it's fine. <laughs> and th- this girl does it and it's not fine to me. It's just the complete, like that's just completely ignoring the facts of the situation. Caitlin Clark did it when she was walking back to the bench and it was, I, to my knowledge, it wasn't to any direction of any South Carolina player Angel Reese followed her around for 20 seconds doing the hand over the face thing and then called her a hoe. I don't know what, and then I don't know what she did. There was literally no disrespect shown from what I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, uh, you'd make it sound like she had just dropped like the most heinous pregame disrespect. <laughs> like LSU is not at our level. They're not at our caliber. She, she made it seem like, like Caitlin Clark had got up at the podium and said something about her family. Like it was unbelievable, <laughs> uh, just unbelievable cringe in my mind. Like I get, you know, if, if, if somebody, if there is real disrespect and a real rivalry, I, I'm all for, you know, maybe, maybe showing it up, showing up the guy or, or, or putting it, throwing it back in his face. But like, there's gotta be, it's gotta be a two way street or else it's just, or else you're just talking to a wall. And at that point it's just cringe. And this, and oh, I have so much about that. And then, and at the end, when she just had her ring, her hand up, and points the ring for like ten minutes, like it was so brutal. And then, what they gonna say about us now is if anybody was talking about LSU, who said anything about LSU? Nobody even. I didn't even know they were playing in the game until I checked the thing today. That was. I would love to see the the, the final four games, the the LSU game viewership compared to the LSU game, like in the in the semifinal. Because it would have been, in my mind, it's like seven million and then maybe five hundred thousand. Like I didn't even know. You could have told me it was it was it was Stanford playing. You could have told me it was FAU was going to play them. I wouldn't know. Like it was. <laughs> nobody cares about LSU in my opinion. And maybe I'm not plugged into maybe college basketball, women's college basketball, is more of a thing than I'm aware. But it's you're just talking to nobody. In my no. Opinion. I agree with you completely. And I, I will say, I give a lot. LSU is an unbelievable women's basketball team. They scored 102 points and they were dominating. That one girl came off off the bench in the first half and didn't miss a three. She was Jasmine. lights out. Jasmine Carter, right? Great and hair. Then, yep. Great hair. Great hairdo. And then um, obviously Angel Reese was 
uh, she was the second best player in the game, which is saying something because that in every other game, she's the best player on the court. From what I can tell, she's a beast on the glass. And Caitlin Clark scores 30 points and Adam, Adam can contribute about the refs and the technical foul that I don't know how in women's basketball, a technical foul is also a common foul. And they just, yeah. th- th- that makes no sense at all to me. Um, but I, she scores 30 points and then they got the people going up. Uh, the, another player on LSU went up on the podium and her whole speech was about Caitlin Clark's great, but she can't keep disrespecting us. It's like, what? Oh, <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she, and also like, why are you maybe not the best look for the person who scored the 30 points on you in the national championship game to go up there and be like, we got him. We showed you when, like, I don't think she's, it was pretty much Cavs Warriors 2018 to me. And I will also say it's fully, you know, if you, if you win a game in this type of manner, if you want to do the, you can't see me to your bench or whatever, that's fine. But keep in mind the girl that you're doing that to had dropped 41 the game before and you have 15 and 10. So like good stat line. It's, it's perfectly, you know, that's a good, you clocked in a good shift at work. But you're not dropping 41 in in like a say in an elimination game. So uh, if you want to do it once, that's fine. But but to follow her around, she has double your points and she's losing the game. Like it's just outrageous behavior to me. It really would be like Draymond like chasing around LeBron in like the finals <laughs> and being like, "Yep, like what are you gonna do now, buddy? I, I put you in the corner." It's like really? Did you, um, Adam? You are an official for anybody who doesn't know. Um, which and, is nobody um, at this point. Not basketball. Yeah, it, it's it's well, I know not basketball, but you yeah. like to take the side of the rest. I well, with a technical foul for her throwing the ball, I know that in most situations that's a technical foul. If technical fouls are also a common foul, and the person has three and five's a foul out, and it's the national championship game, I am not putting that. I'm deciding the game pretty much by yeah, calling. Yeah, we had didn't we have the same conversation in the NFL when you're like. Um, we talked about how if you don't call it, you're also deciding the game. You know, that's diff- quite different. Well, Th- that's quite different. This is. Like I feel a, like the player like, has to know that you're not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. And I mean, it's it's just pretty. But you're under no obligation to make that call. Like nobody's gonna be like, "Hey, like roll the tape back." She threw that ball in that de- in that dead <laughs> ball. She she tossed it behind her. Like, what are the refs doing? But in the case of the Super Bowl, it's like, yeah, there was clear contact. You make the call. Like it was during the course of play. It wasn't a disrespect. Like you're not making the call because of like disrespect towards the official. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. I mean, I again, I'm not a basketball guy, but when when players throw the ball away in soccer, like the whole other team like starts screaming at you, and you're like, he threw the ball away, and you know you kind of have no choice but to give a yellow card. So that's kind of like even if even if it's um like you know they they try to make it look as inconspicuous as possible, but. At the end of the day, if it's not your ball and you're throwing it in a direction, like oh, you're throwing it anywhere, like you get uh, well, penalized I, for that. I'll make a distinction here because in soccer, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, not a soccer guy, but they do have a running clock, correct? They do. So then if you're throwing the ball away, you're like literally wasting time, no? Yeah, mm-hmm. but in in um in futsal you don't have a running clock, and it's the same idea. It's mostly like you're you're delaying the restart of the game to get back into position, and like in that case, she kind of threw it away and then gets to talk to her teammates. Whereas if you don't throw it away, maybe you don't get that chance. So okay. it's kind of like it's kind of like that. Idea. Like that, I can I can get down with it. I still feel like 
you know, maybe it's, I don't know. I feel like she is so, it's like you're officiating LeBron. Like that's how I feel about it. Like you wouldn't do like they kind of live by a different set of rules. It's how I feel about the best players in most sports that they should just kind of be above the law in some cases. And especially if she's going to be one foul away, if you call it like you're just completely deciding the game by putting her in that spot. She had to sit the rest of the quarter and then that's when they sort of built the lead back up. And I would say if it's after a make, like a make, if LSU makes a basket and then, uh, or sorry, if uh, if Iowa makes a basket and then she takes the ball off the you know out of the out of the cylinder and just chucks it, I, you know that's a call that I think you can make and nobody's going to bat an eyelid. But the fact that it was a dead ball, I think, also changes things because, like, yeah, you just somebody it goes to the whoever is like taking pictures at the at court side, they catch it and they throw it back in, and then nobody it's you just keep playing. It's no time <laughs> is wasted, and nobody bats an eyelid. Like it just mm-hmm. seemed unnecessary in my mind. I feel bad for the officials also because I know, you know, you, I mean, we've never talked about women's college basketball in almost yeah. 200 of these, and it's been the first 15 minutes of the show. And so I know that the officiating is probably not going to be at the standard that we're used to from most basketball and even college sports officiating is probably going to be below that because even that's not that great. But I'll still say that they had a pretty pivotal factor in the game. It what I don't want to harp too much uh, criticism on them, but it certainly wasn't the players deciding the majority of the game, which it is what it is. I just think overall, Caitlin Clark, it's like female Steph Curry. I don't know how else I could explain it to somebody. And it's not even just the shooting. It's how she affects every other part of the game that she's always moving that she's coming off these screens and these defenders like they have to stay with her no matter where she is on the court i mean the first basket she made of the game it was like three steps in from half the the, the WNBA needed somebody like this desperately and i can't even imagine how much nil money she'll make she'll probably break every record for nil money i would think and she's a senior next year <clears throat> So after next year, she's eligible for the draft. And I think she said she wants to use her COVID year. So she's going to be in school for potentially two more years. So she's going to just, I mean, the amount of money she's going to make is probably going to break records, I would think, for women's college sports. Would it be more than, would it be more than she would make in the WNBA? I think so. From salary apps, like by probably an order of magnitude. I'm not even saying women's sports. I think she'd make more than uh the Caleb Williams I think she'd make more than Bryce Young I think she'd make more than pretty much any college athlete period she's like mm, Bronny James I, I think is going to be up there probably maybe yeah well, I have more about Bronny James later uh, I actually loaded up a clip that I wanted to play the <laughs> oh, voice because uh you're, you're in for a laugh later is all I got to say but th- I mean th- this is this is what the sport has long been needing so yeah. I'm very happy that I tuned in the quality of the product was great it is great. And I want to say one more thing about Caitlin Clark. I think it's overlooked that uh, how good of a passer she is. Like she had some passes in there that, I mean, I couldn't dream of, of actually executing. Um, like she, I think I, I might be wrong. I, love, here, I but... couldn't dream Owen that he, he was picturing himself in the ball game. <laughs> yeah. She, I, I might be misremembering this stat or, or misunderstanding it, but I think she led college basketball in points two years ago led college basketball and assists last year and then this year led college basketball in both points and assists or might have, the first two might have been reversed it was something like that so she's like at a, a level of offense that nobody else is even and speaking of 
speaking of stats and potentially false stats or misremembering stats, the other day I was driving ESPN radio. I believe they said first man or woman to score 40 points in a final four game. I believe they said that. But, I think that's right too. And another stat that I think is correct, not positive, <laughs> is it was nobody had ever had a, a 30 point triple double and she just blew by that to get to a 40 point triple double. That might have been the stat yeah, I that, that I misremembered. Was, I don't know if that was in the final four or in the tournament or in college basketball, women's college basketball in general, but in one of those things, that was the first to do it. She was the first well, to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm actually excited to watch her play basketball again. That's about the biggest compliment I could pay somebody. So I'm looking forward to that. On the men's side, I don't... It was too bad that the Yukon Miami game wasn't better, but it does seem like Yukon has set themselves apart from the pack. They're seven and a half point favorite tonight going up against San Diego State. Um, it feels like they're the best team, but again, as we mentioned last show with this tournament, you really never know. But the way they've kind of blown by everybody and sort of the aura that that coach has and the hold on they got on that team, it'd be hard for me to see them slowing down uh, tonight. Yeah, I'm surprised it's only seven and a half, to be honest. I think they'll win by, well, it's, you know, national championship, so maybe not, but I think they're significantly better than San Diego State is. Like, they looked like they haven't, there hasn't been a single team that's given them really any trouble. I mean, Miami was their closest game, and they won by 13 points, and I think they led basically tape, like, tape to tape. Like, I don't think Miami ever held a lead in that game. So, uh, they're just dominant all the way through, and, and even their best player, probably is Hawkins, didn't didn't look like he had like that good of a game. I think he was sick and held out of practice that day. So it looked like he was a bit off. Like I, I would have to look at um, his uh, stats, but it, they just, they're just so dominant and they're so deep that I don't think any team in college basketball can touch them. Yeah. They really do seem a, a split from the rest of the teams. It, just the whole way they've gone through the tournament. Have they even really played a close game outside of maybe, I think the first game was close. 15. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, that, no, I think it was this. Yeah, yeah first one. Yeah, yeah, but, that, but outside of that, no, they've just blown by all these other teams, and we all thought Miami was pretty good going into that one. San Diego State obviously had the, I mean, the best game, the buzzer beater. It's too bad that here those games start at four. That really kind of you, you kind of have to really make a day out of it here if you live in the mountain time. So it was tough to catch the first half. Of that I did see the second half. FAU, man, that was a. Real, I, I, it's a big stage, so I don't fault them. But man, they really coughed that lead up quick. And I mean, I guess the biggest story for us to report on is one of Owen's best friends, apparently tight with Lamont Butler, who hit the hit the game winner. Well, see, this is the thing: is is he's not tight with him. Okay, um, my bad. Not really at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you more, remember him? So, so okay, so they played at a basketball camp like maybe six or seven years ago. And my friend, uh, Evan, actually, he, he he and this guy were, you know, I think fairly friendly at the camp and followed each other on Instagram. I think either he's, they might still be following each other or maybe yeah, it's just a one-way thing. I'm not too sure. Um, but he actually pulled up DMs. They've got DMs from, uh, I think, when when San Diego State had a good game against BYU. He was like, hey, nice game. Like really? I watched your game or something, and he's like, "Oh, thank you so much." So wow. there's some type of history there, um, but I'm I'm happy to say tight with. I think you know, wait a little bit, and I'm going to just start saying I knew him. 
Yeah, I think this is sort of like the Dylan Hallway situation for us, where I've I was in a car with him close one friend. time, but I can claim that I was very close with him coming up out of the gates. I, I think that's that's our ten degrees of separation. As long as we're close, we're going to reach out and make it happen. I do have an update on the follows, still follows. I typed in Lamont into Evans followers. Nothing doesn't seem like maybe big timed him, but also mm-hmm. reports are saying he might have deleted his Instagram. Reports are saying, yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll have to wait back for feedback. A great yeah. shot, a crisp swish. I'm not saying much by saying great shot. Obviously, it was a buzzer beater <laughs> to go to the national championship game. Thanks, tips. But almost on the replay, shockingly close to stepping out of bounds, like microscopically close. Yeah. Really close. Yeah, I guess that's all you can say. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't really the best job of me throwing no, that good. lob, but I needed to mention it. I don't really know in retrospect what I was hoping you would say there to extend the conversation other than, yep, yeah. it was close, but hey. It was a great shot, I will say. It was, it, I like a, I like a Luke, it's like a Luke May where it's just right through, no rim, no bank, like just very crisp, like no doubt about it. Off I the like hand, it. off the hand looked good. Yep. 100%. Straight up and in, and and a good one that didn't end with like point three on the clock. So you have to do the oh, trade yeah. tip. I hate that, but yeah, yeah, good swish. Jim Nance also. This is the week of Jim Nance. He calls the the final four. He gets the national championship game. Then he goes to Augusta and he does the Masters on the weekend. Um, I know this is his last final four, so I did want to mention the Jim Nance weekend and or Jim Nance week and is what probably the last week of him ever doing that uh my favorite Jim Nance tradition is I don't know if he still does it because I think he rightfully got absolutely just beat in the media for this but when he used to give his tie to the best player on the winning team of the national championship game where he was like here buddy you know what you're gonna want on the biggest night of your life my sweaty used tie like that, that was a prime Jim Nance. So I wanted to give him a shout out for that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if anybody has any Jim Nance thing they want to say, cause this is, this is it. I mean, he's like the, the college basketball voice really. No, <laughs> I was hoping Adam, it's kind of like a little crossover with football there. I was, I was hoping Adam was going to take that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, is he still doing football? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so, so I mean, I don't have much to say. He's good. Let's go. Adam, Adam didn't even know he did college basketball or the Masters. I, I honestly didn't. No, I knew he did the Masters. I, I didn't know he did the college basketball. Because uh, I've I've watched bits and pieces, and I'm you know you're listening to it. And I'm like, oh, I know this guy. So yeah, yeah. Masters it Masters is a good event to announce because you get to do it so monotone. You just whisper, and it's no better whisper than Jim Nance, I guess. Adam, is there anything sports you really want to talk about this weekend? Like what? Well, what's on your page? No, not really. I mean, there's uh, the soccer international break is done, which is uh, exciting. Yes. Oh, God. Finally. Yeah. I mean, we did. I, I do want to point out that um, it's looking closer and closer like Arsenal is going to win the league. And we did have an Arsenal fan on the podcast. Um, when was that? Like halfway through the season? Yeah. And he said he had no hope that Arsenal was going to win the league. But I told him this is, and he's still, dude, he's texting me about worried they're going to finish in the top four. He's still? He, he thinks they're going to lose out. Like, <laughs> But I guess I guess that's just kind of like what years worth of like failure and like being I mean, jaded. They have had like, like, what is it, five or six like last minute comebacks this season? 
which is yeah, like but that's heat. the magic's in the air, dude. This is this <laughs> okay. is why it's the year. That's just the magic. We're making a bunch of forty foot putts, pretty much. Okay, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, we could talk about that more when they actually win. I guess uh, the NBA midseason um, tournament that got approved is somewhat interesting to me. They obviously did their new CBA, and I think the the big incentive for the players is uh, no more weed testing, which I had figured that they had gotten rid of years ago. I thought they got rid of that at the bubble, if I'm remembering correctly, but... Now I guess that's official. Um, and then the other thing is the, this mid-season tournament, which it, it's sort of a soccery idea. I've never seen this done in North American sports. It's it's officially approved, and how it's going to work is um, pool games, like a round robin type thing, will be baked into regular season games, so they'll have double value for like context in the standings in regular season and in the context of the tournament. And then once it gets down to the final four, it's going to go to a neutral site. And I don't know when they're going to play that, but they're going to have four teams in a neutral site. And those games also count for regular season. So, and then everybody gets $500,000 on the winning team. Um, it's an interesting idea. I wonder what the, what the trophy is going to be like, but I guess, I mean, Owen and I used to be big basketball fans the only person I know who still watches the NBA regular season really that much is Alex. They have lost, I think a lot of their usual regular season watchers over the last couple of years. I know they're trying to put some life back into this and I, I applaud them for trying, but I don't really know that this is going to get me that interested. Uh, where are you at on it? Owen? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't really see, I'm kind of with you. I don't really see if it's, I, I, I don't think it'll, draw me back in uh to the regular season but i think i might like i imagine i'll check out a little bit of it just for like the novelty factor like see you know see what see what's going on (laughs) basically (laughs) but yeah i don't think it's going to change like the rest of the season for me yeah kind of passive yeah i think uh I, i agree with a lot of the people that if somebody tries to bring up mid-season championships or whatever this thing is called in in like legacy arguments that's going to be the final straw for me if somebody tries to incorporate league cups into this um i i don't know it's kind of a european idea no adam like this is the first thing that this is the first time this we tried in north american sport yeah i mean um i don't really i mean the european idea is for it to be kind of separate from the regular season and i mean their tournaments are like all of them kind of have a reason to exist. I mean, I I don't know if this would work, but a similar idea to what they do in England with the FA Cup would be to allow like any American teams to join the tournament, which is kind of cool. And obviously the NBA teams would like get a bye to maybe round five or round six and then kind of have a cup like that throughout the year, which Mm -hmm. is kind of what they do in soccer. So it's cool because sometimes you might have like a rogue random like men's team make it into a round against an NBA team and maybe like upset win if it's single elimination but i mean i don't really see the value in um having something like this especially with you know the load management issues that the sport has yeah and they're fixed to the load management in the cba seemingly is that you have to play 65 games if you want to make an all-nba team that's a minimum or if you want to win any award you've got to play minimum 65 games which if you, I don't think they got rid of the rule where all NBA players are eligible for 15% higher salary than somebody who doesn't make it. 
So if you want to make more money, you're going to have to play 65 games at least. That appears to be their fix to the load management. But I think like like you said, like if you wanted to do that, that's a good idea because you could get these G League teams a little more notoriety and something like G League Ignite that has all these young guys in it, like that would be interesting to some basketball diehards to see them play, you know, an NBA team or or if yeah, you wanted to get college all-stars be, on a team and put them against yeah, an NBA team. It could be G League. It could just be like, I'm I'm sure there's like state champions or like random like men's leagues that exist for basketball. Well, like you YMCA could, against the Lakers. Yeah, you could get them in. I mean, if it's single elimination, like you never know, like March Madness when a 16 beats a one, like you never know what's going to happen. So kind of yeah. happens in soccer. Sometimes a third or fourth division team beats a Premier League team and gets pretty exciting. I'm with you. I would have liked that better, but I, I mean, it's at least something that they're trying. So I don't fault them for that. I guess only other thing I wanted to get to was this Bronny James video. Um, I re- I really got a good laugh out of this. It's actually from LeBron on the shop. Uh, I think I can pull it up on here or I can just play the clip. Hold on. What about you, bro? Who do you want to play with? Bronny is number one on my fucking list. I asked him, I said, you want to, what you want to do with this? Like, like you want to get to the pros, what you want to do? He's like, yeah. I said, why? He said, because I want to make a name for myself. Mm-hmm. I was like. Legendary. That's the bigger motivator than money. What you going to say to that? Nothing. I said, I said, well, let's, let's fucking get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> say, no, that's all I need to hear. What he said to your face is, I appreciate what you did. But back to fuck I up. I want to be yeah, me. Yeah, and I love it. By the way, he changed his name to Bronny. Oh. I didn't. He changed his He's name LeBron to LeBron James Jr. Yeah. He, you he made him brownie. a junior. Yeah, I yeah. made him a junior. He brownie though, but he brownie and he brownie to the world. I, the world. I love LeBron's. Like, by the way, like he, nobody knows who he is. He's just <laughs> brawny James because he didn't take LeBron James Jr. So he's a mystery. Yeah, that has got to be the worst take, and I've been hearing it for years. Where it's like, <laughs> it's like Bronny, <laughs> Bronny changed his name to Bronny because he didn't want people to know he's related to LeBron James. Meanwhile. <laughs> LeBron sitting courtside. I think every game he's ever played in his high school career, and he, like Bronny looks exactly like LeBron James. Everybody knows who he is. I mean, you could at least change the name to like maybe your middle name, or like a Nick, like a Flynn, like a Breaking Bad type of thing. <laughs> but like Bronny, it's kind of like to me, it's like Superman when he put, when he puts on the glasses. <laughs> like nobody's buying that. <laughs> Well, Flynn was an incredible <laughs> shout out. Holy, I wouldn't have me in the box. But, but I like that uh, not only is he sitting courtside at every game he's ever played, he's like basically on the court. He's like, yeah, like he gets up and like it's it's not like he's like got incognito mode hat on like from you, but uh, he, he makes himself known at these games. I think also I really like the idea that LeBron like sits him down and he's like, all right, son, oh, yeah. like, what do you, <laughs> what do you, what do you want to do with your life? Like, I don't know, dad, I'm a McDonald's all American. Like, I, I think I should probably want to go to the NBA. And he's like, all right, like, but why do you want to go to the NBA? <laughs> To make a name for myself. I'll, I'll take that conversation. I would love a camera on it if it happened. I would, and I, I would love to get the security footage if it's possible. <laughs> I'm going to say minus like 500 it did not happen. There's no way. There's no way LeBron Bronny is talking like that. And there's no <laughs> I can see LeBron, LeBron. I can see him having that conversation. But Bronny is not. He's not saying that's not how the conversation went. That's just not true. 
LeBron James, the gift that keeps on giving really is, is putting him around his friends and the people that just say yes to everything he says and then just and then just roll roll tape. Get the guy to start dropping some caps because I, I actually might start watching the show like religiously uh, or the shop religiously. I'm at that point of uh, my LeBron James cap obsession. So shout out to him for that. Do you, do you want anything on opening day, Owen, or opening weekend before we do this movie? No, it was good to have baseball back. Offense looks kind of crazy to me. I get maybe I haven't really watched a lot around the league, just kind of Jays, but it looks like the offense is kind of seems to be on the uptick. I don't know if that's the shift or the pitch clock, bases or just bases. Even yeah, I saw there was like a record number of stolen bases. So interesting. I mean, I don't know if that's the effect they wanted, but uh, kind of interesting to see. Like all the Blue Jays are kind of raking right now, but then a lot of pitchers are getting lit up. So. Mm-hmm. And if anybody was curious on the game, Alex went to looked like a good time, zero uh, zero through two, and then the Angels dropped thirteen runs in the third inning. So I don't know if he made it for the whole game, but I think it finished like fifteen or sixteen to one or something like that. Um, he did make the trip to the Oco. I enjoyed our boy Johnny Juta saying he would take Chris Bassett four twenty to center field at the Rogers Center. Because Chris Bassett is just the human pitching machine. If if the first game was any indication, he literally his first two pitches as a Blue Jay were back to back home runs. The first two pitches gave up four home runs for the first time in his career. And as much as I want to say that's pitch clock, which I guess it kind of could have been, could maybe say some of it's pitch clock, but it's definitely not shift. Because I mean, those were hard hit balls that were in the seats. Like there's no no question that he just those are bad bad pitches on his end. It's uh, yeah. we'll see if he can settle in. Mm-hmm. Well, Manoa didn't look great either, so there's still, you know, some hope. Yeah. I thought uh, Gosman looked fine, but the Cardinals are a great team, so getting one out of yeah. three is not the end of the world. I think they got Kansas City and I don't know who after that, but anyway, good to have baseball back, like you say. All right, John Wick 4, spoiler mode. For anybody who hasn't seen John Wick, click off right now because spoiler mode on now. Um, I like the movie, generally. In in Alex's rating, could I have gone for more movie? No, I I was personally good with the amount of time, yeah. and I maybe would have cut it back a little bit on top yeah. of that. But I still enjoyed it overall. I think I think Owen probably liked it the most. So let's go to him. What did Ooh, you like I, about it? I would say definitely not. I uh, you know I enjoyed it, but I'm just a little bit confused because it seems like it's being lauded like people on the on on the internet are saying it's one of the greatest action movies ever like on letterboxd it's like overwhelmingly four and a half and five star reviews yeah. it's rated better than any of the other john wick movies the first one i thought was quite a bit better agreed um, and i i will say the action was good but i don't really see much of a difference and again i'm not maybe an action connoisseur but uh, i wouldn't say I see a significant difference between John Wick four and any other like pretty standard action movie in my mind. Like, yes, the action scenes were good. I'll give it that. But like the story was pretty typical. The bad guy wasn't super compelling. Uh, John, I mean, John, he, he, he was great as, as always, mm-hmm. Mr. Wick. Um, but did yeah, have, then, did, could you fit all of his lines on one page of a Microsoft yeah. word sheet? Yeah. I think I was watching it with, <laughs> with my, girlfriend and she was she she was like yeah i don't think he said a line that has more than three words in it and i was like okay and then we just kind of paid attention from that point on yeah there was maybe one that that went over three words it's pretty he's a man of few words but i think that's part of the character i think he's like uh it's kind of what he does so i i, I like that yeah i kind of 
kind of agree with Owen. I mean, I thought it was good, but I think the uh, the main issue is how long it was. And, um, you know, there were definitely points where you didn't think it was necessary to uh, drag it out as long as they did drag it out. Um, but overall, I mean, I was, I'm, I was pretty happy with watching it. I mean, there was some fun moments. It was kind of cool. Um, it kind of made me want to play some Fortnite and play as John Wick. So, I mean, it, uh, kind of, kind of kept me engaged. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a lot of questions. I'm not, and again, I don't go into this movie expecting, you know, well, you had some bad questions that you asked during the movie. What were they? Let's get to those. Well, you said, I mean, you were confused how bullets work. I mean. Yeah, I am confused how bullets work because these guys are getting lit up like six or seven times and they're still getting up and fighting well, back. Got they've got like they've got. Bullet- I told him I'm like, they have bulletproof vests on. And he's like, yeah, but that doesn't block it. And I'm like, well, it's like kind of futuristic. I'm sure like a bulletproof vest could you know, block a bullet. That's yeah, like, John Wick. Yeah, I say, no, I had no problem with that. Yeah, John Wick's wearing a, a bulletproof suit. The guy, John Wick. Yeah, you're telling me you pull up the sheet over your head. Your your guy. They gave and you're when fine? he gave him the new suit. He's like, it's fully Kevlar, like bulletproof. Yeah. He's got like okay, the yeah. Batman tech. He's got yeah. like the yeah, yeah, tech. <laughs> he's got he's got the heater tech I mean, fleece. Yeah, my yeah. main <laughs> issue with bullets is how how like how many people do you think he fought during that movie? Like 500. How does not one of 500 people hit hit him in the face with a shot? Dude, like, how, how does he get okay, I got I to gotta, I gotta go on this point because this – so I think it's purposefully ridiculous. Like the fact that they have guns and will try and engage him in hand-to-hand combat or like they'll take turns. <laughs> throw their like, gun at him. Yeah, throw their gun. <laughs> the one like, scene where he throws the gun was unbelievable. <laughs> or like there'll be three guys and then one will – two will kind of be stumbling off at the side and then the one will go in and he'll get knocked down. And the other one will kind of – he'll magically regain his strength and then he'll go in and then the third one will take, take turns. <laughs> well, and then the fact that he had <laughs> he, he had like a pistol, like a regular-looking pistol with like 500,000 bullets in it was <laughs> – like he would kill twenty like five different people with like nine shots each, and then he would reload at the very end. Like it was, I think it's intentionally kind of, kind of ridiculous, which I actually appreciate. I was I had a lot of realism questions in terms of in terms of combat, and then I realized that same thing that you did when he lost both doors on his car, but he was able to do the spinorama around the like action without another car like in football that's like running a slant over the middle and just waiting there and then be like all right like i'm ready for it against like cam chancellor and earl thomas and and you're not getting lit up he was doing like a donut for like a minute and a half over and over again and nobody came in and broke it up or when he fell out of like an eight story the eighth story window of a house onto a car and just kind of brushed himself off and then kept on with his yeah that's the classic though Falling it on the car classic. breaks your fall. Yeah, yeah <laughs> people <laughs> forget. That's the Batman where he fell, he fell into like the top floor of like the Bow Building in the Dark Knight and landed on a car with a w- woman on top of him, and then he was killed. I, I yeah. like it. Yeah, futuristic suit did the trick. Um, I think my personal favorite, I guess, uh, John Wick body because again, if you're if you're racking up a count, it was probably like. 650 like it was a big number that he racked through um but the motorcycle one was that was the best one and when he rolled it up onto the wheelie and then just drove it into the guy (laughs) yeah that was pretty raw 
I, I like that one too. Yeah. Uh, I, the other thing that the, there was that one guy bald with sort of the disconnecting beard. Um, oh, the, we're talking the chops. Yeah, we're, we're talking about indestructible. That guy was made yeah. of brick. That guy. That guy. I thought he died like seven times. I was because like, he had no dialogue at all. I was like, finally, this weirdo is gone. And then he just spawned back up like with a couple holes in his suit. Like that was that was the extent of the damage they got on him. That yeah. guy was. Uh... He was, yeah, indestructible. I wanted to give a couple more points here. So I was, I didn't really understand why the blind Asian guy was fighting at the end. I don't know if I missed some line of dialogue where he was I said the same as thing. a proxy. Because I was like, okay, he's going to fight the, he's going to fight the, the French guy. And then. They just line up, and then it's the Asian dude. Dude, I, I, I'm literally sitting there watching it, and I'm, like, getting hyped for him to fight the French guy the whole time. And then the Asian guy steps up, and I look at <laughs> yeah. Phil, and I'm like, why is he fighting this guy? And Phil's like, oh, you missed it. I'm like, what I miss? Yeah, what did I, I miss? There was a line where he was like, and he'll fight on my behalf or something like that. It was There, there was one of those. So why is this guy, like, the, the king if he can't even win his own duel? This is what – how did he get the job? What, and what does he – he looked a lot like Joe Burrow, by the way, from yeah. the side. He looked oh, a lot time. like Joe Burrow. <laughs> but he did – he was terrible. He did nothing. And like you – realistically, how many hitmen do you think there are actually in the world, let alone in Paris, France, dude? Why is there like – 800 of them ready at a moment's notice who all have this radio station code and why didn't we see the woman's face who was on the mic what what, what was the big problem with showing the studio she was working i on? thought that was like the best one of the coolest parts of the movie it was the it was the it was the bounty i thought that was dope uh i also <laughs> i don't know if you guys can walk me through the knife in the hand i didn't understand the bargain like yeah. why was the knife in the hand and then what were the two options and why did he just choose to to do it that way like what was the well he said he said you can either pull the knife out or you can pull your hand out and that'll show how committed you are so i guess like he's more committed because he chose the harder option (laughs) that was one of the funnier scenes (laughs) in the movie i'm just like what (laughs) i'm like why can't i just pick the smarter option and then maybe like be more powerful (laughs) yeah (laughs) why are you why are you giving me a disability to this fight before you hire me to do (laughs) something I love how he had the giant like gash in his hand. That's probably like this, this to here, right? Like it's like a yeah, good yeah. chunk of the hand. And he just <laughs> he just took the gauze wrap, wrapped it up, and then it was just good to go. Good to go. <laughs> he, he put a little Bengay on it, and he was ready yeah. to get back in there. I have yeah. a bone to pick with that guy, Mister Nobody, whatever his name was. I said you this said. at him. No, no, no. Biggest Mickey Mouse run nah, I've ever you're seen. you're just a hater. The yeah, dog hater. was doing all the work. You could get oh, Caesar the brother. dog whisperer to train the dog to do that, and it would have had the same effect. The guy didn't do anything other than have the dog get in there and do the work, which is fine, but he shouldn't be getting the praise like some mastermind. It's the dog. Dude, he had that shotgun. He was sniping people with the shotgun. Yeah, dude. It was like all, a 50-50. He just had a six yeah. sidekick. Yeah, and I, I thought, thought he was a- getting carried a raw callback to to John Wick when when there was the dog and he saved the dog because we know yeah. John Wick he loves dogs so I thought that was good that was raw and that was, I also that was the best scene with, that was one of the better scenes I also have a bone to pick with Phil because he said I don't feel like you need to know anything going in <laughs> and uh, mistake and I don't think first, you did I still don't think you did the first 25 minutes I was so, I had no oh. idea what was going on I had who's the concierge who was the other white guy who was the French guy what was the table why was who was the the 
the Arab guy who got shot. Why was John Wick in a desert? Where did John Wick come from? Why is he on a watch list? Like, I didn't know any of this stuff. I, I guess, I could, but I, <laughs> I don't think any of that was that essential to watching and enjoying the movie. Like, you learn who the high table is throughout the movie, and like, what is the I, high table? It was the like, guy, it, right? It's, it's just the high. Like, it's the you know, like it doesn't even. It's just the high table. It's the guys in charge. Like, you don't need to meet it's who like they the are. Order. Who they, yeah, it's like it's Illuminati. the Illuminati kind of. Like they just appoint people. My other favorite part of this movie was anytime that there was uh, a problem with John Wick trying to figure out how to like free himself or whatever. Because I'm with Owen, I was absolutely in the blender for the first 35 to 40 minutes (laughs) of this movie. I had no idea what was going on, but I loved that anytime there was an issue, there was an immediate loophole brought up by whoever else was on the screen. They're like, "Well, you need a house to fight for, but you have some family that you can go talk to." Like anytime there was a problem with the with the duel, something was immediately solved as, as, as a branch to fix it. I really enjoy that aspect. Like it was a, it was a go as we go type of thing. Um, wanna, realism. No, go ahead. I was going to say the other really like, it wasn't really one single scene, but kind of sequence I really enjoyed that I think deserves mentioning was with the gold teeth guy. I Mike Vrabel. Was, <laughs> yeah. I thought Mike Vrabel had a really underrated role. I loved the five twos. Where he brought him all in, and then there was a five twos, and then he just kind of started running away after. Like he didn't really seem like <laughs> he seemed way overconfident. Um, the fighting in the club, like with the axe and like people, the shots being fired, was uh, I loved that part. It's just it was pure. It was like just pure John Wick in my opinion. I mean, I love that part. Like hand up, I went to the washroom kind of during that scene, but I mean, I he, saw them like fighting in the club like surrounded by people and everyone kind of keeps dancing and he's like hitting him with an axe and everyone keeps dancing (laughs) and i go to the washroom and i come back and they're fighting and now everyone's suddenly evacuating (laughs) the building like now people realize i said that to adam i said through the first 18 murders the the crowd at the club was like whatever like keep the water flowing and let's keep dancing and then the second like the 19th body flew they're like all right like we got a problem we we gotta get out my other (laughs) honorable mention to alex lost in the sauce um i was a little lost in the sauce that mike vrabel needed an inhaler to play cards but then he took 18 <laughs> like 1800 punches to the dome and just got back up that was, that was and then I'm like well, i just didn't understand that uh, i didn't get it either i also i also loved how they had like when they were when they were revealing the hands it was like Four of a kind, three of a kind. It was like real flesh. And they just gave John Wick just junk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought he had a full house. He didn't even have that. It was like a couple, it was like a couple twos and a nine. <laughs> That's so funny to me. And the other guy dropped four of a kind in royal flush. And John Wick got like uh, an eight and a four. Uh. Eight high. Uh, oh man the movie john wick this is what it was so good for to have a conversation like this because i just i wish i said to adam before i almost brought a notepad to the theater because i just wanted to jot down questions i had throughout the movie so i could remember them because i knew this situation would come up where i just had 1800 lost in the sauce and i didn't know what to make of this movie um i think that's kind of the charm and if they're going to make a five, which I read that they are, I'm going to be honest here. The King dead. And he wasn't that interesting to begin with Joe Burrow. Um, Mr. Nobody. 
Eh, are we really going to the theater for three hours of Mr. Nobody? Who's Lawrence Fishburne? Where did, who was his, what was his <laughs> deal? They never explained him. And what, why was John Wick in a warehouse just punching that thing? And also, if you're John Wick, like, we never see him, like, do any, like, weights or anything. And most of what he does is cardio related, <laughs> right? So why isn't he just wire thin? Like, why is he, because it seems like, I mean, he's getting thrown off buildings and he only really does like literal cardio just running around. I don't know why he's not like 110 pounds. I saw that in your notes, but I mean, like, he's, he's a pretty thin guy. Like, he's actually extremely thin, to be honest. And, um, I mean, he like, you know, he does like MMA fighting and I'm sure he eats quite a bit, but like, he's definitely skinny. Eats quite a bit. I love dietary Adam. He's he's like really thin. If you go back and look at pictures, he's definitely not got anything on his body. But Can I, I say know. place place I would want to visit? Um, it would have to be that uh, like club. That place <laughs> looks. I knew you were like, going to say that. <laughs> that place. I mean, I wouldn't you know want to be there. You know, it's not the place I would want to spend multiple weekends but i feel like you, it's a place you go when you're maybe on vacation in europe or something not that i've ever done that but you hear about this like crazy like european club and you go check it out it's just that i think it'd be like a cool place to check out yeah how do you think like it does it does seem like it's doable and it makes mm-hmm. me wonder why even in a city like calgary somebody's not tried the water club um i'm oh, sure wow. there's i'm sure there's uh what's the sanitary issues maybe mm-hmm. you know i know hygiene I know a couple people and a couple people that have been on this podcast that would certainly jump in a fountain i'm thinking of nick um when i say that <laughs> both nicks who've been on this show um but pff, makes me wonder because it seemed doable especially with the tiktok lights when they had a red water gold water green water and th- that seems like it really get the place going and it just looked like such a good, the energy was so good. Like there was nobody sitting at the side. There was nobody, you know, no fights really, except for the one. It was just, everybody was just kind of cutting a rug. I mean, one of my issues that I'm surprised didn't get brought up, but I mean, I feel like the the blind guy was like mm-hmm. selectively blind. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there were okay. scenes where he, where he. <laughs> um, conspiracy time. <laughs> No, I'm just saying like some scenes he has like super senses and he's reacting to punches and he's dodging and stuff. And then there was the one scene with John Wick where they like fight and then John Wick just lays down right in front of him and he suddenly like doesn't know where he is anymore. And I mean, those kind of things didn't make sense because there were a lot of times where people make no noise, but he still kind of senses where they're coming from. Well, he he can probably feel the airflow, the change in airflow and like air pressure and so like, like when he the, when he falls and hits the ground and there's a change in air pressure and airflow, he somehow can't feel that. Yeah, well, he probably knew he was on the ground. He just didn't know like kind of where because he had been, and he was kind of there before, so he was pretty still. He'd been still for a while. The air pressure had re-regulated. Okay, got it. <laughs> good, good. We're getting into physics. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to do with this movie was I kind of wanted to go down the list character by character and. You know, we do kind of do uh, Bobby Wagner Madden ratings for these guys. I think that that would probably be a good exercise. I think John Wick, even though dead, um, I think honorary card 99, I would say. I think he doesn't have, I don't know, could you give him a 98? Like, where does he lose points? I think he loses points for, well, I mean, I guess he lost the duel on purpose, kind of. 
but yeah, he didn't. He didn't shoot. I mean, he lo- he lost the duel. Ninety eight. Like, well, he lost the he, he lost the duel because he didn't want to kill his friend. Yeah, so ninety eight for like being soft. Oh, <laughs> there's no way you're giving John Wick less than a ninety nine. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm like kidding. that's ridiculous. I'll, I'll give him a ninety nine. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like LeBron. He has maybe some some duels where he's a 96, 97, but to honor the legacy, you got to give him a 99. Um, I, I do, I mean, you mentioned Fortnite. I was thinking th- there should be a, a John Wick video game just regular. Like, why didn't, why, that should be number five. Just make a John Wick video game. Who's not playing that? Maybe they already have one. I don't think they do. I think they just gave it to Fortnite and were like, let you guys cook but this is a movie that is absolutely lending to a video game i mean fortnite is kind of like the movie like it's just you kind of against 100 people and you're just kind of you know like it's it's pretty john wick i guess i suppose you could make the argument i'm not really much of a game guy so you're but there should be like missions i think yeah like put me in that house where they had the overhead camera and that 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 gun that he had that just literally like incinerated people on impact that why was that <laughs> that was that thing was awesome where was that in the first it seemed like he had it the whole time so good for him um what about kane what would you give kane 99 he's really? unbe- he's unbeatable <laughs> he's unguardable yeah. he's Caitlin he's Clark. a clear 99 yeah it's LeBron he's a 99 and yeah yeah probably probably what about the king it's like I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't even know if we can rate him like has he played in a game He's got no card. Yeah, it's kind of like rating B. John Robinson in the NFL when he hasn't played yet. <laughs> <Rob>. <laughs> the NFL draft Adam. That was big. Good, good shout, B. John Robinson. Good Texas fan. One. Future cowboy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Adam needs a new sticker to put on the back of his car. I'm trying to think of what other fighters there were. There wasn't really like that many there main. There was the, a bounty hunter. Oh, Mr. Nobody. I give Mr. Nobody like a 85. He's a 93 for me. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give him, him a 90. You guys are giving him too much props. I'd have the dog at a 99 sidekick. I mean, that he could have killed yeah. Wick if he wanted. Cap. Multiple Cap, times. he could have killed. What do you mean? Cap. You have dead to right. Yeah, he had him with a gun and he said, you're not worth enough yet. The, uh, that was the other thing I'm not understanding. He's he's talking about how little money he has in one scene when then he's got twenty million dollars right in front of him and he's like, You're not worth enough yet. Yeah. It's like, like you gotta pay your bills, bro. What's the honest <laughs> difference between twenty and twenty three million? Like, yeah, then he was like, now like it's enough. <laughs> you don't even have one M in your account yet. You can't even talk. <laughs> well he didn't like, have he didn't have a grand in his account and he was stressing <laughs> over and then he hit twenty three and he's like, All right. It's like Draymond there. when he gets the extra ring. Like, are we yeah, sure? Yeah. Well, it's uh, the extra three. Time. He was probably like, I can buy my house. I can buy my car. But like the jet ski. Oh, oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> like, the, other, the other guy was the guy at the beginning. The uh, older Japanese guy who died by way of the oh, uh, cane. He, he, was, he was a 91. I was just about to say that exact yeah. number. That's what he was. He was a little yeah, bit worse than the other guy. But it, it's clearly... It's clearly almost like a, a Bobby Wagner situation. Not to not to say that again, but he'd probably been a '99 back in his time, and then he's kind of on the tail end of his end of his career. But you're kind of the rating's still a little bit inflated because of you think about like his the name he carries, his legacy. So 
Yeah, 91. exactly. It might have been like a situation where like in Madden 13, Ray Lewis was like a 96. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Ray Lewis is more like a 72. But yes, in his day, he was a 96. But you just got to keep giving him the props. Outfits, 99. His daughter, I'd put her at, uh, she was very good with the bow. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give her like an 88. I think she gets like yep. an elite card. Yeah. I would give her 87, 88 for sure. Mm-hmm. Good role player. Very good role player. Did her job very well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Anybody have anything else they want to say? I think I had everything on my sheet. What, what would um, you give gold teeth? Mike Rabel. <laughs> like, I had a lot of questions about that care, Mike Rabel in general, because <laughs> he ran away when John Wick first started to fight, which made me believe that he couldn't fight and then when he got in the ring, he was just prime John Jones, like 2015 John Jones. He was just bodying guys. And I have a lot of questions about the inhaler. So, yeah, to me, he's, with, he's clearly talented but flawed. Like he's like an 85, 86. Yeah, I think so. I maybe an 81. Like he's got 99s mm-hmm. in like strength, uh, bodying, yeah. uh, gold teeth, grable uh, uh-huh. awareness, and Grab then weight. like grappling and then like stamina is like a two like he like and that just cripples the rating like that takes him all the way down um but were they applying or insinuating that he survived 13 blows to the face because he had a gold grill were they implying that mm. i don't know that kind of makes sense because like that's why it does it i yeah i i had a hard time understanding that guy the whole thing but uh yeah. I don't know. Anything else you want to add, Adam? No, I think we got it. We got Ready it. For oh, I guess tar. rating. I guess rating. Oh, I, I gave, gave it, it three stars. Yeah, I'll give it a seven out of ten. You know what? I'm going to give it. I rated it initially three. I think after this conversation, hindsight, three and a half. Yeah, that's kind of where I landed to. It's right in between. And it's comfortably, I had bullet train at the back. I'm just sliding it one above bullet train. I liked really? it more than Bullet Train. Um, I, but it, yeah, it was close. I liked Bullet Train more. They're similar films, in my opinion. I don't know why John Wick, maybe it's just the name. Like, I don't know why people love it so much. Like, the, I, I was going really in expecting that. a really, like, really good movie. I, it just, it, it, it's kind of weird to me that so many people left the theater being like five or five stars it's 97 percent on the on the tomatoes and i don't see how it's better than the first one the first one i think is like way better yeah leagues leagues better yeah doesn't make a lot of sense to me but we're on to tar adam what do you know about tar give the people a little something before we finish just try to sell them um absolutely nothing i think it was uh nominated for some awards at the oscars otherwise it had a pretty good rating on imdb and it seems like people like it i'm very excited that you picked this because i've been wanting to watch it for months i I was going through letterbox to like try to pick my movie and i was i was kind of putting it between those three and i clicked on and said on phil's watch list so i was like oh that looks like a good one it was one of the movie people I trust favorite movie of the year. So I have high yeah. hopes. Bill Simmons. I, yep. Favorite movie of the year. <laughs> one of the movie people you trust. Bill Simmons. <laughs> you got it, buddy. 
What? I'm nothing if not predictable. So <laughs> I'll take I it. Mean, <laughs> never mind. Uh, I should have framed it as Bill Simmons' favorite movie of the year as opposed to something else. Well, 10. Yeah, this is 10. Yeah. This is a 10. A women's basketball heavy 10, which is good. Alex will be back on the next show. He's got to give us a vacation update uh, slash recap, which honestly, it might transcend like space and time, how excited I am for this vacation review. I know Owen was very excited as well, but there is something so good about Alex's trip recaps. And he did mention to me that he has a great story to tell from his time at Oco, and he did not want to spoil it by telling me early. Really? Oh, I yeah. Wait. I was like a 9 out of 10 excited, now I'm a 10 out of 10. Well, I think my favorite Alex vacation update ever has to be when he said he was on the Las Vegas Strip and the guy came up with the bottle of Gatorade and just started pouring it in his cup. <laughs> what about when he got the haircut? <laughs> oh, this is going to be all time. I cannot wait. So that'll be the next show. Um, but yeah, we'll be back on Friday, breaking that down and a couple other things. And then Tar on the week after. So talk to you guys then. Have a good start your week.